You were gonna ask a girl out. What happened? Nope, Javier? I don't want to tell the story. Actually, no. Actually, now that I'm thinking twice about this, I don't uh, know. Our listeners know that story. So our I- listeners need to hear this. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host Matson Heiner. Better red than dead. Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? And Ian Anderson. Some shit. All right, this is our trial series where we discuss the facts of a movie, pass judgment, and provide you with our verdict. Go ahead, hit that subscribe button, tell a friend, that helps us grow the podcast. Also, don't forget to check out our sister podcast, What's Our Verdict TV, uh, where we review TV shows like The Witcher, Westworld, Waco. So go check that out now. You can find it anywhere fine podcasts are found. Today, again, chosen by our listeners through Instagram, Facebook, we will be discussing the best movie nominee, Jojo Rabbit. It was released in 2019. It was written and directed by Taika Waititi. It starred Roman Griffin Davis, Thomason McKenzie, Scarlett Johansson, and Sam Rockwell. It is the story of a young boy in Hitler's army who finds out his mother's hiding a Jewish girl in their home. So... Let's discuss this movie. Let us do go through and do a spoiler-free. I, I still, again, these movies are so new. I, I can't say that everyone has seen them, and I feel bad doing spoilers if I can't pretty much guarantee they should have at least seen these movies. So this one's new enough. Let's do a quick synopsis of whether we liked it, whether we go see it, based on the fact that it's pretty new and no spoilers. So let's start with Matson. I went first last time. Dang it. All right. <laughs> Uh, so honestly, so I this is one of the few movies we've done that I have seen kind of recently. I'm not like JJ and I've seen everything like five times. Um, I saw so I watched it again last week and I remember being in the theaters for this movie and just sitting there for, through most of the movie and just looking at my wife and her family like, what are we watching? Like, what is this movie? Kind of a a whimsical kind of wacky movie but then for me it, it takes a, a i don't know if dark's the right word maybe a very serious shift towards the end uh towards the middle end where it starts to tug your heartstrings and it has a lot of wavy subjects that it's dealing with along with still throwing some whims- whimsical elements into it uh so overall for me it's a it's a playful movie uh, especially if you're looking for hitler to be someone you've never experienced before check it out for that alone but a fun movie definitely with some uh, serious overtones that addresses um, some of those plot implications but i was entertained i i like this movie watching it more the second time Uh, i think i understood it a little bit more it was more enjoyable to me but it's it's a different movie and i'll leave it at that javier i had a hunch that i would like this movie when I heard what TT say that he did zero research for the role of Hitler because that guy's a fucking cunt. <laughs> I was like, all right, this is a great way to start it. Honestly, like, I have similar ideas to this as what I said for Parasite, where I kind of feel like I watch two movies, or at least, like, like it has two major themes, where one, it's a comedy, and I feel like the first hour maybe a little bit more than that is really like lighthearted and interesting and and funny from like a kid's perspective and then like Matson said it, it quickly became not funny and like very serious uh, but honestly like I think it touched on uh, topics that have been touched on before by other like World War II Nazi movies in a different way and I appreciate that cool Ian yeah it definitely touches on them in a very different way and because of that I was initially nervous for this movie because I didn't know how you were going to make it into a comedy, but they did it really well. 
And I ended up coming away liking and enjoying this movie. Um, as has been mentioned, it does have a pretty hard like turn into the serious element towards the end, which I think was really well done. Like they didn't ignore the gravity of the situation and what was going on, but instead like made that switch. I don't know, very, very, I don't know how to describe it, but they did it very well. And I felt like I walked away having had some laughs, but also still understanding the gravity of the situation that like took place. Sweet. I will agree with everything that's been said. From a certain perspective, I can definitely see the turn. I didn't see it as like two different movies. This is one where I saw it as one continual movie that told a very poignant story about a child's perspective in life um, from start to finish. And there was a, a, a moment where the satire stopped. It's a very satirical uh, movie. And the satire stopped at that moment, which it did start to drive home the seriousness of the situation that this, that both of these children are in. And all everyone in this movie is surrounded by war and, and, and some very ugly things. And so the satire does stop and it starts to show the reality of the world that they're in. But I love the transition from it. I love I, I said last week when we did uh, Parasite that I'm not a huge fan of a movie trying to teach me or show me a lesson. I had to eat my words a little bit on this movie because I really enjoy the lesson that this movie tries to teach. And I think it's partly because it's, it is a satire. It is a comedy for the most part. And so that funny use of satire and you make you laugh, it, it's easier for me to take the lesson and, you know, the point that they're trying to get across than the preachy feel of sometimes these dramas that can come through when they're trying to teach me. It feels like you're trying to shove something down my throat. This one didn't. It was just entertaining. It was fun. It was a well-made movie. Great visuals. I love the perspectives that you see from this child that you don't notice until you watch maybe the second time or, you know, if you slow down and rewind and see a lot of the things that happen, happen from a child's vantage point. And so I really enjoy that. Some really cool things that they use the visuals for, which we'll talk about in the spoilers because I don't want to give away everything. But I really love this movie. Really, really enjoyed this movie. So cool. Thanks, guys. There's our uh, spoiler free. If you haven't seen the movie, sounds like we all recommend go see it at least once. Go check it out. Come back. Pick up where you left off. And then that way we're not ruining anything for you. Um, if you don't care about spoilers, gentlemen, it's that time where we spoil the shit out of this thing. So let's jump right in. What did you guys think of this movie? Talk to me about what you thought beyond no spoilers. I have one critique, and that is Rebel Wilson. She is the worst actress of all time, and this movie would be amazingly perfect if I didn't have to look at her face or hear her talk. Uh, uh, that's funny. I didn't know you had such strong feelings against Rebel Wilson. I just don't like her. Like she, all of her line delivery is annoying. Like, and she didn't have bad lines. I just, if it was literally anyone else delivering those lines, it would be fine. She is the most annoying person to watch on screen. That's funny. I can't say that I disagree with you. I don't like her very much either as an actress because it always feels like she's forcing a line as opposed to delivering a line yeah. as an actress. But so I get that. The only way to solve that is to put her in the next Jurassic Park movie, give her one line <laughs> and let her be. Eaten. That'll satisfy Javier. No, it wouldn't. If she shows up in my Jurassic World movies, I will literally <laughs> stab my eyeballs out. Rather, okay, um, so you got it there. Ian. He'd rather stab his eyeballs out than watch the movie with Rebel Wilson in it. 
Noted. I think well, one of the things I wanted to bring up that happens a lot in this movie is just the the play. You take Jojo and his imagination of what Hitler is from a 10-year-old boy's perspective. And it was one thing I texted you guys about, I think yesterday, that I didn't know this, that Hitler didn't smoke. He was vehemently against it. And he was a vegetarian, which I didn't know as well. But this little boy has the imagination, obviously, of course, he's not really going to eat unicorns, but he's eating a unicorn, the meat, and he's always smoking. He's trying to give him cigarettes every time. He's like, I'm 10. I don't smoke or whatever. And I just love the, that part of the movie. Those the, those scenes happen like in the first hour-ish, like four times or something. Those are probably some of my favorite scenes. They're funny. Uh, the director, I'm not going to be able to pronounce his name, does a phenomenal job just being a playful Hitler uh, from a 10-year-old boy's perspective. And for me... Those are the moments I probably laughed the most. They were just hilarious. Yeah, and I love that he always had that undertone of his New Zealand accent. No matter how <laughs> he was trying to do his, his German, you still caught that Taika Waititi almost sound like it's, it was great. Yeah, I loved it. I just I was waiting for him to bust out and stop and be like, hey, man. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. It was the same with Rebel Wilson, though, too, because you could hear her Australian accent kicking in every once in a while. It was just funny to me that that and again, it goes back to what you said, that child's perspective. He's making all of this up as he goes. Right. It doesn't matter to him what the actual accent would have been. It's this is who his imaginary friend is and who he looks up to. So I really enjoyed that as well. Hell me, buddy. Hell me. (laughs) Yeah. Hell me. Hell me. Hell Hitler. (laughs) Yeah. In fact, that's probably the scene I laugh the hardest on is when the Gestapo comes and they're all their job is to come in and and search this house. Right. It's obvious that they figured out that his mom is helping and she's against the Nazi party. And so they're coming in, they're they're shaking down the house, but they spend there were 31 times that Heil Hitler was said during that sequence. With the Gestapo in coming into the house and then before they leave. So 31 times they say Heil Hitler because of the way that they all have to say it to each individual in the house. Yeah, I loved I laugh. Seriously, that whole sequence, I was just giggling. And every time somebody else would start, I would laugh even harder. It, it was so funny to me, this super serious moment. And all it was was just Heil Hitler over and over again. That made me laugh. I thought there was a lot of good one-liners too in this movie especially jojo has like a lot of really good one-liners i wrote a couple of them down but there's one point where he's at the hitler youth camp and he's talking to yorkie about his best friend and that like him and yorkie are best friends and he's like no you're my second best friend my first best friend is adolf hitler so unless you're adolf hitler in a fat boy suit then you're not my best friend. He's no, I'm just a fat boy in a fat boy suit in a fat body <laughs> suit. It's just like a lot of one-liners like that that just cracked me up. Um, I think there's one time where the imaginary Hitler refers to Elsa as a female Jewish Jesse Owens, Jack the Ripper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Just like to... layer of layer. <laughs> so funny. And like three times, because he just yeah, he kept growing on that. And it was funny. He started with something like a, a dirty girl Jew, and then dirty girl Jew Jesse Owens, <laughs> and then dirty girl Jew Jesse Owens Brit or something like that, British girl or something. It was so funny. I liked it. There were some one liners. Stealing the knives. <laughs> and Rosie comes home. Where are all the knives? Yeah, where are the goddamn knives. <laughs> oh man. So there's there's some good parts. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I also really enjoyed 
the commander. So like the Sam Rockwell's character along with uh, Alfie Allen's character, those two characters who are obviously gay and, and are in a relationship in the German army teaching children how to be German soldiers. And then later on sending them on, you know, the missions to pick up metal for Hitler and all the different stuff, like doing all the metal drives and crap in the robot suit. Those two characters, it was funny because I really enjoyed Scarlett Johansson in this movie as well. She was very good, but her part was so small and, but she was nominated for a best supporting actress role. And honestly, to me, I feel like Sam Rockwell should have gotten that because he was there to, he was there throughout the movie from the beginning of of Jojo's journey when he was full on Nazi party Hitler's his best imaginary friend down to the very end where he realizes and has learned that everything that he was taught as you know this wannabe Nazi was incorrect and wrong and you know down to the point that he saves him at the end and keep gets him out of probably being killed so i i really enjoyed his character a lot i did think that those that was a like an interesting topic that they decided to hit on that like there were good people in the nazi regime right because i i think me especially i'm like oh nazis are pigs and they're not humans right so whatever um so the idea that there were like people out there that are willing to help <laughs> other people and also belong to the nazi party kind of like I don't know, made me think. But I also like, it also, I think, reminded people that there were like, like insurrections among the Germans, right? Like, not every German was a Nazi. Uh, There was swaths of Germans who disagreed with the Nazi movement. So I I think you see a lot of that today, this idea of like, not being able to differentiate between Nazis and Germans, right? Um, So it was interesting that they brought that point up that there is a big difference between those two. Well, it's a huge overarching theme to this movie, right? So I, I, it was interesting as I was watching this again and sitting there watching it tonight and, or today in case he was watching it with me and I was sitting there going, this movie is extremely relevant for the last you know few years in our country, specifically because it's so much in the forefront, everything that's going on right now and very poignant over the last week and a half, two weeks, right? Because it's it's happening and, and you can pick a side and you can say I'm this way or I'm that way. I see it all the time, unfortunately, in social media. It almost, I don't even get on my Facebook hardly anymore or anything because it's everywhere and it, it makes me sad and it's gross. And anyway, I say my piece and I walk away, but it's very, it's a great reflection of what's going on currently. And we all look at picking a side, but there are good people on all sides of this stuff, right? And there's bad people on all sides of the stuff. And we so often find ourselves in situations like this where we are judging people based on incorrect perceptions and things that are put into our head, just like Jojo, right? So that's what he realizes at the end of this whole thing is, I mean, he he's told by Elsa, every I, he she draws him a picture of his head and says, everything that you know about Jews, we live in your head because everything that you've been taught is where we live for you, right? And so that's why she draws him the head. It's the same for all of us, I think, to a certain degree. Everyone around us is who we they are and they live in our heads. We have our perceptions, we have our ideas, we have our prejudices, we have all of these things. And this movie, it's one of the reasons I just love this movie. It takes comedy and still shows us that we are imperfect humans and we all have our prejudices and our evil thoughts. We all have our great thoughts and our beautiful thoughts. It all just depends on your perception and the situation that you're in on who and what believes what, right? So it's really such a great movie to sit down and watch and go, if we could all figure out that we need to make up our own minds about everything, as opposed to leaning on what we've been taught by 
people that have their own thoughts and their own feelings instead of just grasping on and fighting forward for things that we've been taught that are probably incorrect. We need to think for ourselves, which I really love that ending is he kicks Hitler out the window because he learns I'm going to I'm thinking for myself now. This is my life. I'm going to do what I want. And then boots his ass right out the window, which was the greatest kick ever. All I wanted him to do was yell. This is Sparta or some shit. Flies out the window. Dude, what he yelled was even yeah. better. Did he yell like "fuck you, Hitler" or something? Yeah, Hitler he did. Boots him right in the chest. Yeah, yeah. No, sometimes great. Yeah, yeah. No, great themes in the movie. A very powerful movie, I think, at its core. It also touched on a very important theme. Oh, sorry, Matt. So were you going to say something? Because I was about to change the topic. No, you 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 change it first, and I'll probably change it again. Go for it. <laughs> okay, because I think maybe one of the most powerful themes is how awkward it is to like a girl when you're twelve or however old <laughs> JoJo was. <laughs> man, I fell for that kid. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I've been there, man. Oh, yeah. I get that. <laughs> He wrote that letter about Nathan just breaking up with her. How you gonna do her like that? She's been in like a freaking cupboard for a year. Or and, he's more. Like, and he's just like, when, when he finds out that Nathan's dead, he's like, oh, weird. I don't know who wrote these then. Like, nice save. <laughs> well, and then he says, fake Nathan. Me and fake Nathan have devised a plan to get you out of here. <laughs> well, and even worse than that, he tells you that the Germans won the war to keep her in oh. the closet. <laughs> Dude. I was like, dude. Yeah, he just lost his mom, though, man. Give him a little bit of credit. He was confused, you know, and sad. I get it. I get it. Here, Here's the thing. is, He did it based on the trauma of losing his mom. Most of us humans have done that shit just because we don't want to let go. Yeah. It has nothing to do with going through shitty things. We just go, no, no, no. I like this person in my life. I'm going to lie and cheat and steal and do whatever I can to keep them there. And so, I, again, another – it's just so many undertones in this movie that if you're not paying attention, you're just like, oh, this movie's fucking funny. Well, it's pretty serious, too, in a lot of ways and real real in its concepts. So I love that point, Javier. He, he little bastard was trying to hang on to this girl. So good. He's like – I. He tells her that he loves her, right? And he's like, and I, prob- and I know you probably like me, but as a little brother, right? And she's like – I love you, Jojo. He's like, but as a younger brother, she's like, yes, as a younger brother. <laughs> He's, he had to shoot his own. shot. <laughs> he shot his shot and he missed. But good for him. Hey, he took his shot. I loved it. Hell yeah. I wouldn't have done that shit when I was 12. 10, 10. Yeah, 10. 10. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, he was 10, 10 and a half. Takes balls. I once tried to ask a girl out. Um, this is something different that I was going to bring up. No, keep going. You were going to ask a girl out. What happened? No, nope, I don't want to tell the story. Actually, no. Actually, now that I'm thinking twice about this, I don't uh, know. Our listeners know that story. So our listeners need to hear this. Why don't you go Especially ahead? Especially Joe Gold. No, I yield. I yield my time. We're going to come back to this. Then I was just going <laughs> to. I was going to bring up uh, on another serious topic. This movie really just made me think of what it means to be a single parent and specifically a single mother from this perspective. Um, that scene where uh, they're at the dinner table and Jojo's figured out that obviously there is a Jew living upstairs, but his mother doesn't know that he knows. So he's like, actually, I'm going to eat all that food. And you could see the tension in his mom's face. And then he keeps being outspoken about being a Nazi. And obviously we find out her, the mom's in the resistance some way, shape or form. 
but she's trying to figure out, well, how do I bring my 10-year-old back to life that's not a 10-year-old Nazi, but it's just a 10-year-old boy? And the weight of all that, the war, being a parent, her husband's gone. I don't know if we actually know if he's dead or alive, but just taking that all on. And then she kind of has an emotional explosion at him and then starts to go in character being JoJo's dad, using the ash around her face. And then all the scenes with them together, I just thought is is really interesting to portray what it's like to take on that burden of raising a child, but raising a child through war while raising a child when trying to fight this war, being a resistance fighter and doing all that. And she seemed to handle it really well until the point she got caught. And obviously we find out she has been hanged. Man, and what a gut-wrenching moment. Like, And the way that they set oh, it up. The shoes. So, oh, it's so oh, amazing. God. They have the motif of her shoes throughout the movie. And it, when I first watched it, I was like, why do they keep showing? I mean, okay, they're pretty shoes. I understand that she cares about her appearance and she's out and about, but they keep showing her shoes. What's with the shoes? But they show like when they're getting ready to ride bikes, she's standing on the wall and all you see is from her knees down. Cause it's all from his perspective. Right. And it's all to set you up for him walking through the road in a great mood. And then bam, those are my mom's shoes. And I, I love that they never show anything other than her legs up close. You see that far shot to confirm it, but you never see her face. You just identify her with her shoes. I, I thought what a brilliant piece of, filmmaking right there so yeah, good I, I totally miss that foreshadowing like because they totally foreshadow it the whole time and i had that same question i was like why are there so many feet in this like, <laughs> kind of weird fetish does this guy have <laughs> i get it now no fetish he's <laughs> 10 i was thinking more of the director not the 10 year olds <laughs> anyway yeah continue <laughs> I was watching this movie with Javier and he, he did gasp when that happened. He was taken back, which I did in the theaters. I did too. I, I literally, I was like, oh shit. The other thing I wanted to talk about that we haven't brought up that this movie doesn't start off with, but quickly gets into is what looked like to be one of the greatest boys camps ever. Let's just be honest about that. <laughs> Shooting guns, explosives, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different things, but I was like, I'd go back to Boy Scouts for that. Just like the new and improved, like basically little boy training to be a Nazi soldier. That was awesome. And then the line uh, that the captain gives about and you girls, you like you do you do best, like ha- make more Nazis or whatever, something like that. And that part was just really funny to me. But I, I love that, that 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 like 15 minute scene. I mean, I'd go to that camp that looked awesome. Oh, yeah. And visually, one of the funniest, the coolest scenes out there is when he and Hitler, they when he steals the freaking grenade and they're running through the woods, <laughs> like jumping up and their arms are up. And it, oh, it was so hilarious side by side, seeing him and his imaginary Hitler friend running through it and then he hucks the grenade. And then I just laughed so damn hard when it hit the tree. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> back. So good. Oh, man. My face looks like a street map, woman. <laughs> He does have some great back to those one liners. Great one liners. Would he have died from that? Yes, definitely. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. He's like right next to it. Yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure he would be dead, but that's okay. It it was funny. Well, the visual of him when it blew up and he just went down. Like he didn't go yeah. flying, he just went bonk. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> He didn't what did the captain say after that? Like right after the explosion, he said something funny, but I can't remember exactly what he said. Oh, 
don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that, that part made me laugh a lot. Yeah. Was, ah. He just point, don't do that. <laughs> or that's not how you do it or something like that. But I, I love that slow-mo as JoJo is grabbing the hand grenade and you see the captain like look at him in, in the realization of like, what is happening right now? And yeah, that was great. Yeah, Sam Rockwell was amazing in this whole movie. And then when at the battle at the end, when he's running out and he's got all this frilly lace on his his uniform, and there he's shooting the gun with all this shit coming off of his whole uniform. I thought that was fantastic. Don't forget the music. Oh yeah, of course. Whole thing was just oh so beautiful, so much fun, fun movie. Well, then he saves his ass at the end. That was. That was pretty cool too. One, he saves them in the house when the Gestapo are there, and they, yeah, you know, the whole sister thing, and he lies about the fact that she got her birthday right, and so I really enjoyed that. And then at the very end, when they're, you know, he's got the jacket on, and the Russians are about to kill them all, and he pulls the Russian, he tells him, you know, go live your life and whatever, and then pulls the the jacket off of him and calls him a Jew to get him out of there. Brilliant piece of movie, brilliant scripting, just great writing right there. To bring up Rebel Wilson's character again, how dare she put on the jacket on JoJo at the end, basically to get him killed? I, th- I was like, "Gosh, dang it, you skank!" Dude, she, she strapped a grenade to the kid's back and told him to, told yeah. him to go hug an American. <laughs> go hug an American. <laughs> she pulls it. Go Just hug go hug an American. American. Yeah, was... Go, go hug him. Go love him. Show him German love. It's terrible. Yeah, I laughed so hard when the explosion went off. I was like, "Get her." <laughs> So dumb. She's got this freaking giant ass machine gun that she goes around the corner with. Silly. You're gonna tell us that story about the girl now, Javier? It you know, now that I think about it, it's not even that good of a story, to be honest. (laughs) Our listeners need to know more about it. Okay. Do tell. So what happened was in high school, I went to a charter school, right? Not a traditional public school. So I didn't spend a lot of time like in classrooms. I spent a lot of time like at home doing stuff. So I was like at home at weird hours. So anyway, there's this really cute girl and she was like strawberry blonde, you know, like anyway, she was cute. That's not the point. (laughs) Anyway, so I call her and it's like one in the afternoon, right? So she should be in school. I should be in school, but I'm not. And I call her and I'm rehearsing the voicemail that I'm going to leave her because obviously I'm going to leave her a voicemail because she's in school. So she picks up, right? And to preface this, we don't know each other very well. Like we have mutual friends and I got her number from a mutual friend. So her and I have said maybe four words to each other. So anyway, she picks up and I was like, oh, hey, uh, what are you doing picking up? And she's like, who is this? And I'm like, oh, this is Javier. And she's like, why are you calling me? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I was wondering if uh, maybe I was wondering, uh, what are you doing? And she's like, right now? I'm like, no, I mean, like on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and the conversation goes like that of me, like stumbling through things for a good three minutes. And for some reason, she agrees uh, to go on a date with me. And we ended up being really good friends, actually. So, no, friend, it's a lot like the uh, it's a lot like Jojo and, and what's her name, you know? And you got friend zoned instead of brother yeah. zoned. Yeah. Like a brother. Yeah. It was bad. It was not good, guys. So I'm uh, sure we all have one or two of those stories. Yeah, I have them with like every girl I've ever asked out because I'm really bad at that. But you know, like it worked out because I'm married. So 
Yeah, it's the except Nicole, right? <laughs> no, it's probably that bad with Nicole too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's usually the reason that it's funny. Some of the best dates I ever went on were the worst. I asked them out stories on the planet. Like, it's like that's fucking awkward, but you went out with me anyway. <laughs> Surprisingly, that was a very fun date. So, yeah. Poor Jojo. He didn't get a fun date. He tried to stab her. Can we get back to the Nazis now? You ask me. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to talk about it in the first place. Don't give me that attitude. Oh, man. Crazy. Adam Hitler. Uh, Yeah. 31 times. We'd all have to say it three times. The only episode I can get away with saying that. So, I mean, I got to throw it in here and there. You're really milking that, aren't you? Yeah. Really? <laughs> I swear. Dude, the part that yeah. Rebel Wilson died, I was like, oh, finally. That's perfect for any one of her characters. Like, like if someone busted into, like, Pitch Perfect 9, whichever one they're on, and just threw a grenade at Rebel Wilson's character, I'd be like, dope. Good movie. <laughs> Four out of five. I love it. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one because there's a lot of people that really enjoy her and I'm not a fan. I don't like her much at all. No, you can pick up any self-deprecating moron and put him in front of a camera and that's Rebel Wilson. Fair. That's fair. (laughs) So, any other thoughts on this particular movie? This would be a really short episode, fellas. Uh, I feel like we got all of our heavy topics out of the way. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I'm good. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and rate this thing then. We'll go in reverse order. I'll start. Ooh, reverse. Thank the Lord. I know. Flip it in reverse. It, whatever. Anyway, so. JJ finally doing something first. Yeah. Yeah, I don't do it very often. I usually try to let you guys go first. Try to be a nice host. Anyway, um, for me, I, I absolutely adore this movie. I will probably watch it many more times so that I'll get that right out the gate. Just because I think it is a very well written, very w- perfectly directed. I love perspective of this movie i love the character progression i love the the characters both character progressions i you know for elsa and jojo these two main characters this focus i i love where they are they start i love how they finish i love the lessons that are learned the satire the satirical approach to this movie the fact that there was comedy and yet teaching some of the most poignant lessons out there across the board from everything that what javier or mattson talked about with you know being a single parent especially in difficult times to learning to think for yourself and to understand that the world teaches us things that are very wrong, but they're easy to believe because it's easier to, in a lot of ways, to hate and to judge than it is to love and to accept. So I love this movie from start to finish. I love everything that it portrays and shows. To me, this is, in my opinion, I would call it probably a perfect movie. So I am rating this a five. Oh, uh-huh. all right. Did, did any one of us not enjoy this movie? Doesn't seem so. Yeah, I liked it. It was good. Mm, okay. All right. I'll, I'll, okay. Got it. All right, Ian, <laughs> tell us what you thought. Give it your rating. Shoot. I thought JJ is up here preaching too. I might have to rate JJ. Got me excited no, I, this week. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you enjoyed it. No, I, I enjoyed it quite a lot too. I feel like it's one that I need to go and rewatch um, to pull more out of because there were a lot of details that you guys have brought up that I didn't maybe catch on. So I think the rewatchability is there as well. Um, maybe not something that we talked much about, but I also like, as has been mentioned, how well they navigated really heavy topics and were 
able to get me to laugh at one point, but also feel the gravity at the other. Just very well done. Visually, very entertaining to watch. So I, I think I'd go with uh, four. That's what I'd rate it at. Cool. Thanks, Ian. Javier. Okay. Um, great movie. It's This is such a fun movie. Like It touches on the ridiculousness of the idea that Nazis even existed, which I find hilarious. Like fact that like Hitler's youth was a thing and they just they just roast on the idea of Hitler's youth this whole movie and it is amazing and they roast on the idea of Hitler this whole movie and it's just amazing how they can just make fun of Nazis in a very new way love that I don't know where they're getting these child actors nowadays but these child actors killed it like they were so good man I don't know what they're feeding these kids now but <laughs> they're I feel like we see good child actors left and right now. So they did great, great acting across the board, except for Rebel Wilson. I can't in good conscience give a movie with Rebel Wilson in it a five out of five. (laughs) (laughs) It would go against everything I stand for. No, that's passion (laughs) right there. (laughs) So I'm going to give this a four. Definitely worth watching. I think it's got something for everyone. Like someone like me who doesn't like to be taught things like JJ and I, well, I think, I don't know if we're the only ones here, but I agree with JJ where I don't like being taught lessons, but I feel like I was reminded of lessons. But if I didn't want to learn that, I could just take it at face value as a comedy. So awesome movie, four to five. I'd watch this again. All right. Bring us home, Matson. Yeah. So you guys heard me at the beginning talk about this is a movie I have seen again recently. I didn't like this movie as much as I do now, having seen it the first time. And I think the second time I was able to pay attention more towards more the nuances and attention to detail in kind of satirical and serious way that this movie presented. Uh, so I definitely think there is, to Ian's point, a lot of rewatchability. Uh, it It is something that I would go back and, and watch Hitler again. Hala Hitler, just because it's it just you don't you're not going to see a movie like this again. I feel like where it's able to balance the funny and the serious moral implications of like Ian and everyone's and, and JJ and Javier's talked about being a single parent to uh, Nazi wartime Germany to being a kid trying to find your identity amongst a war. I mean, there's so many different topics that this movie addresses that you can, again, extrapolate to what's happening in our society today with all of the different ideas and things you're supposed to be. How do you navigate through that? And we experience that through Jojo, albeit a 10 year old's mind that believes Hitler is a smoker that likes to eat unicorns. And, uh, but again, it works. It's, it's a really balanced and funny movie for that. So I would definitely say it's something that I'm going to watch again, uh, something I think everyone should watch. So my rating, I'm going to give it, ah, man, I think it deserves a 4.5. I don't think it's a perfect movie, but I think it's, it's darn near close because of a lot of the reasons we've talked about. And yes, I would watch it again. Cool. Yeah, I just love this movie. And I do recommend watching it again. I caught so many little things that I missed. Like even some of the things that he builds when he's like the paper that he puts up on the wall when he's told to go out and paste the little posters. As he his belief in the system falls apart, so are those posters. They show the posters two or three times and each time they're in worse more disrepair, just like his belief in the Nazi party. Anyway, you got me thinking about all these things that I've got a question for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Where does this rank? in your favorite anti-Nazi movies? Mm, I would say, ooh, 
I think it's overtaken. It, my favorite anti Nazi. Give, give me all my options. Rattle Ooh, off the so options. So you've got like mine is Inglorious Bastards. It's a great right? one. You don't get more anti Nazi than Inglorious Bastards. Fair enough. But you've also got Saving Private Ryan, which I guess is more like wartime, so maybe not directly Nazi. You've got like Schindler's List, which is a pretty big one. You've got I don't know what am I missing here. And I'm thinking more along the like the comedic lines. So I think of uh, the the producers. I think of which was very much a satirical version of making fun of Nazis again. That's probably a better comparison. So producers, and then the one uh, Charlie Chaplin. The shit. What's the name of that movie? Old school. He gives the speech as Hitler, where he's talking about the perfect world. If you guys haven't seen this, you really should watch it. It was like. Charlie Chaplin's. I don't think I've really seen any Charlie Chaplin. It was stuff. his swan song. It was the greatest thing. Like it's, and I can't. I think it was called. Oh shit! I can't think of it. It's the something. Anyway, if anyone does know the answer, shoot us an email. What was it? Yeah. <laughs> Look up the something Nazi. Uh, we don't encourage users to do that. No, 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 no. I don't. But anyway, so I think – so the producers was always one of my – it was a very funny one to me. I've always enjoyed the producers. But I think this one overtakes it. I think the the fact that this movie was so sneaky with the wonderful life lessons in it and the fact that I, I literally was laughing, like belly laughing at parts of this movie and then literally cried twice during this movie as well. So I, that kind of thing, when it can draw that amount of emotion and make me excited about rethinking how I look at the world – that to me is is a fantastic movie, which is why this to me is the the ultimate anti Nazi movie. JJ, does that make you a teardrop specialist? <laughs> no. Case closed. <laughs> Case closed. That's funny. What's a teardrop specialist? It's a quote from the movie. Yeah. Oh, did I miss that part? What does that mean? He might have. He just he's like crying at one point. Oh, he's like, you look like you're crying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that That's part. That's the yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there with you. I'm there with you. <laughs> it's a movie called The Great Dictator. That's the Charlie Chaplin one. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, or at the least you should YouTube. If you look up on YouTube, The Great Dictator Final Speech, really fantastic speech to watch. I don't think I have. I haven't seen it, all those movies enough to say is this better than the other. But if I'm going to compare it to a war movie, Saving Private Ryan, I mean – I love Tom Hanks, so it's hard for me to go against that movie. I love that movie, but I don't actually look at these movies as very much the same. Uh, Saving Private Ryan honestly doesn't really make me think of Nazis so much more of the American story. It, I'm not going to go into it. That's a completely different movie. I like Jojo Rabbit. We'll leave it at that. It's a great movie. All right. So I would say that that's the wrap-up of this. Matson, why don't you tell him? Actually, let me have Javier do it. He hasn't done it in a while. I'm going to make him sweat bullets here. All right. It's a test. Okay. Let me stretch out, okay? Do a couple of... Uh, uh. Get your stretches in, Javier, and tell them where they can find us. All right. You can find us literally wherever you can find podcasts that were handed down from the gods themselves. <laughs> like podcasts that are so perfect that Dionysus himself would turn it into a wine and put it in a cup and drink it. What about those that don't believe in God, Javier? Everyone believes in the gods. Right? Zeus is up there right now listening to you, Matson. <laughs> so tighten up, man. Unbelievable. Uh, to give you some examples, that's Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, <laughs> you can also find us on social media. 
So currently we're on YouTube, which is kind of new to us. We're doing trailer reactions for upcoming movies, which is very fun. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So you can follow us on any or all of those platforms and shoot us DMs if you have any questions. You can also email us directly at hosts at whatsourverdict.com for any questions or movie recommendations. Perfect. Thanks, Javier. Again, guys, don't forget, check us out on our sister podcast, What's Our Verdict TV. Review all the new and upcoming TV shows and have a lot of fun with that as well. And then, guys, do we know what we're doing next? We don't. We need to put that on. We need to get a poll out there to see. What, oh, we're doing Scoob, right? Let's, yeah, we're going to do Scoob next week. And then uh, everybody keep an eye out for another poll coming so you can decide. I think next one we do a poll, we need to do uh, one of our uh, the uh, arbitration series. Let them decide on an arbitration. I think that'd be fun. So keep an eye out for that as well. Do it. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye now. Bye. Cinemagic out. Cinemagic. Boom. Javier, it looks like there's no lag left. Yeah, he just looked up when I said it. Oh, I'm, am I back? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, cool. <laughs> <laughs> What's Nicole going to say about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, she doesn't like that I swear that much with you guys. So, But luckily, I've been able to blame JJ, and it's totally believable. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs>